1: M.E.G. Marshall. It's a little game many people play on a train or a bus. You look at a complete stranger seated across the aisle. Your mind begins to speculate. Who is he or she? And you go through the standard answers. Rich person, poor person, beggar person, thief, doctor, lawyer, Indian, chief. It's a harmless diversion, and it passes a time. But is it possible to look at someone's face... And say, murderer? And be right? Our mystery drama, A Quiet Evening at Home, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Tammy Grimes. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One.
0: This Christmas, True Value Hardware Stores offer convertibles for people who don't know how to drive. Hi, Pat Summerall here to explain... Right now, your nearby True Value Hardware store features a selection of convertible West Point bicycles designed specifically for kids who can't ride bikes yet. These quality West Point beginners bikes feature a removable center bar that detaches in minutes so both boys and girls can ride them. They have reflectorized pedals, dependable coaster brakes, removable training wheels, and touring handlebars. And these West Point convertible bicycles from your nearby True Value Hardware store come in both 16 and 20-inch sizes to suit almost any size beginner. This Christmas, give a kid his first convertible, a convertible West Point bicycle. They're just part of the complete selection of West Point bikes you'll find at participating True Value hardware stores. True Value, more than just a name, it's their way of doing business. And tell them Pat Summerall sent you.
1: Alicia Merriweather, or as she is listed in the society columns, Mrs. Albert Emmons Merriweather III, is having breakfast in her luxurious penthouse apartment in an eastern city. Her maid has the day off, and her cook is on vacation. And so Mrs. Merriweather is quite alone, and has been compelled to brew her own coffee and burn her own toast, even as you and I. But Mrs. Merriweather doesn't mind. She's a good sport. And not bad-looking, either. As a matter of... Oh, there goes the telephone. And she'll have to answer it herself.
2: Hello? My dear? Yes.
3: Oh, I was so alarmed.
2: Alarmed? Why, Albert, dear?
3: Well, the session broke up rather late last night, and I returned to the hotel and I telephoned you. And the phone rang and rang without an answer. I couldn't imagine where you might be.
2: I was here. I'd gone to sleep early.
3: Yeah, well, that, that's what I thought.
2: Just a nice quiet evening at home.
3: I do hope you aren't bored. Oh, I loved it.
2: How was the convention?
3: Oh, it's rather a drag.
2: Well, try to have a good time.
3: Uh, darling, I, uh, I may be compelled to remain here the rest of the week. I'm sorry.
2: Just be a dear and get everything done and hurry home.
3: Well, i have to say goodbye. It's time for my speech.
2: And I know you'll bring them shouting to their feet.
3: Well, I'll get through it somehow. Goodbye, darling.
2: Goodbye, dearest. Yes. Such a dear little man. And I just adore him. Really adore him.
3: Hello? Dearest. Alicia.
2: Yes, it's your darling Alicia. Have you forgotten last night?
4: last night, but you shouldn't call me here.
2: She'd have answered I'd have hung up.
4: Oh, that can be just as suspicious. Is she home? Well, well, fortunately, she has a golf date.
2: Then you can tell me you love me. I love you, Alicia. Even a train announcer puts more passion into his voice than that. I love you, darling. And I love you, Bruce. Oh, how I love you.
4: It's it's only ten o'clock. Is something wrong?
2: Yes. It's wrong that I have to wait two whole hours before I can
4: see you. Well, those two hours will pass before you know it.
2: You sound so cool, so sure of me.
4: Darling, I'll see you at Marvetti's at noon.
2: Bruce, it's possible that we might be seen together in Marvetti's.
4: It's possible, but it'll look as if we merely ran into each other. All right. Besides, by this time
2: tomorrow, will it matter what people think?
4: Alicia.
2: Sit down, Bruce. I've already ordered your drink.
4: Oh, and without ice, I see you remembered.
2: I have so much to learn about you and so much to remember. Uh, are, you,
4: are, are you sure you want to go through with this? Yes, and you? Well, you know, when you think of how short life really is, can you waste even a moment without the one you love?
2: Have you really thought about it?
4: What's to think about?
2: She's a very wealthy woman.
4: Well, you Albert's a very wealthy man.
2: You have no money of your own.
4: Uh, neither do you.
2: Yes, but...
4: Uh, are you trying to talk me out of it?
2: Oh, no. It's just that you've become used to to the ease, the luxury of life with her.
4: Well, I'll tell you what you can never get used to. The knowing glances and the self-righteous smirking of people who consider you a, a kept man. Bruce. Yeah, yeah. You marry a woman who's ten years older and wealthy and what's the world supposed to believe. And, and, and it's true. I married her for her money, for her position, and uh, for her influence. Surely you must have loved her a little bit. Well, I loved her as uh, much as you loved Albert Emmons, Merriweather, the III.
2: I tried to love Albert. I tried to be a good wife to him. But I just can't live this kind of lie any longer. Neither can I. Oh, darling, it's
4: wonderful that we found each other and fell in love. And
2: we can save each other. You won't be
4: sorry. I'll be with you. How? How could I be sorry?
2: Neither of us have any money of our own.
4: Well, I have a degree in engineering. You know, I can get a job. I I can even teach in high
2: school math. What? Well, what's funny? Oh, you are Bruce Tyler, former millionaire sportsman teaching mathematics. And I can see you in a ready-made corduroy jacket with leather patches on the elbows. Patches I myself sewed on. Uh, oh, and that
4: beautiful socialite, Mrs. Albert Emmons Merriweather, living in some dusty suburb, doing
2: her own laundry? Well, but I won't be Mrs. Merriweather. I'll be Mrs. Bruce
4: Tyler. Uh, uh let's finish lunch. Yeah, there's a lot to do. And we'll each take one suitcase And meet at the station And catch the 10.30 30. no, no, that's rather late now that I think of it I mean for you to go to the station alone
2: I'm not afraid Well, well, I'll I'll get there early
4: You
2: know, still, we could drive to New York No, your first instinct was right If you took a car, it would be her car Let's each leave with nothing that belongs to them
4: Darling, you won't be sorry?
2: How can I be sorry? I'll have you Will you be sorry? Never
4: this is the happiest day of my life. Bruce? Uh, I'm uh, sorry. I'm not Bruce.
2: Oh, excuse me. Oh, no, no, no. It's quite all right. I uh, I was expecting to meet someone here. It's
4: <laughs> Bruce. Yes. Uh, which train are you making?
2: The 10.30 to New York. I think I'm a bit early.
4: Uh, well, I'm uh, early myself. I'm catching the 10.35. I'm going the other way to Washington. It's...
2: Uh rather deserted here in the station.
4: Yeah, in the old days, this railroad station was a busy, bustling place at all hours. You <laughs> seem rather young to remember the old days.
2: I remember some of them.
4: Tell. Oh, where's Bruce?
2: Oh, he'll be
4: here. <laughs> no sign of him.
2: He has to be here.
4: I don't see anybody come up the street either. What time is it? I, uh, I have 1025. He'll be here any minute. hmm <laughs> So will the train.
2: Are you sure it's 10.25?
4: Well, not anymore. In about 35 seconds, it'll be 10.26. I...
2: Something the matter? He has to be here. He promised.
4: Well, he he still has a few minutes.
2: What are you grinning at?
4: I'm sorry. Middle-aged romance should be touching rather than humorous. What
2: are you talking
4: about? Are you and Bruce, whoever he is, running away? I'm sure that's not your affair. Of course it's your affair. Somehow, and don't ask me why. I feel that Bruce is not worthy. I'll thank you to mind your own business. Well, here comes the train. It's that time. But where's Bruce? He's...
2: He'll be here. Bruce. What? Please. Please, conductor, hold the train. Someone's coming. He'll be here. He promised he'd be here. What? Please, wait. Well... Not
3: here. Well, the
4: evening doesn't have to be a total loss. How would you like to go to Washington?
2: He isn't here.
4: I can promise you an exciting weekend you'll never forget.
2: Is there a telephone?
4: (laughs) Does it matter the train's leaving?
2: Yes. I see one just up ahead, a booth.
4: Well, I never did like
2: Bruce. Something must have happened. He's ill. I must call. Yeah,
4: Hurry. The Washington train will be here in five minutes.
2: Sir, I am not going to Washington with you.
4: Well, you don't have to get angry, Besides, these things happen for the best, you know. Please, excuse
2: me. Oh, damn. Sir? Sir, could you...
4: Uh, how can I help?
2: I I don't have any change.
4: <laughs> you simply weren't prepared for anything. Now, the next time...
2: Do you have a dime? Yeah,
4: sure, of course. Here you are. Thank you. Uh, I wonder what he'll have to say for himself, poor fella. Lost his nerve at the last minute, I'll wager. Hello?
2: Hello? uh there? Uh-oh. Now, don't tell me. I'll bet his wife answered. You're so smart. You think you know
4: everything? Well, you know, these are familiar dramas. Well, now, we have three minutes and 30 seconds before the Washington train gets in, so why don't you... Why
3: Why don't you get out of here? What? Get out of here.
2: That's a gun. you got a gun. You're holding a the gun. There is going to be trouble. Well, what are you saying? You'll have to run for it. What are you talking about? What was that? He's shooting at us. Who? Quick.
3: Get on the other side of the billboards and now run. Run toward the other end of the platform. Why? That's why. Now, if there's only one of them, i got a chance. Now run. But, but you'll be killed. Does, does that mean you have to be killed, too? I'm... I'm frightened. You don't have time for that. He's working his way in.
2: Why does anyone want to kill you?
3: Run as fast as you can down to the end of the platform.
2: That man, he just stuck behind a post. A short, small Do what
3: I tell you! Run to the end of the platform, down the stairs, into the street, and around the corner.
2: Get going. I'm scared. Run! I... Run! Taxi! Taxi! Take me... Take me to, uh, 17 Rossville Circle. And hurry, hurry, please.
3: Hello? Bruce, Bruce.
4: I, uh, I'm afraid you must have the wrong number.
2: Bruce, is she standing there? Is that why... Uh,
4: I'm sorry, there's uh, no one here by that name.
2: Bruce! <laughs> Yes, Albert, dear. Yes, just fine.
3: Did you do anything last night, darling?
2: Did I do anything last night? Uh, no. I just stayed at home and went to bed early. Just a quiet evening at home.
3: Now, dear, you should get out and have some fun, some excitement.
2: That's all right, dear. I, uh, I don't miss it.
3: Now, dear, I must hang up now. We have a breakfast meeting. I'll be home at the end of the week.
2: Goodbye, Albert. Henrietta, get the door, will you, please? Damn, that's right. I gave you the time off. Just a minute. Yes?
4: Good morning. I'm Detective Lieutenant Berger. Homicide. Oh? My credentials. I see. May I come in? Thank you.
2: May I ask the purpose of this visit, Lieutenant? Lieutenant?
4: I must ask you to come to police headquarters.
2: Police headquarters? Why? What for?
4: There's been a murder.
2: How... How does that concern me?
4: Well, at the very least, you're a material witness. That's impossible. You might even be an accessory.
2: That's... It's ridiculous.
4: I'm required to tell you that anything you say may be used against you.
1: Accessory. What's this? We were there. All she wanted to do was run away with her lover. Evidently, that can turn out to be a hazardous pastime. And in this case, it doesn't become very much safer in Act Two, which I shall bring you in just a few moments. Good news from Dr. Atkins. His new weight-loss diet
5: banishes hunger and brings on what he calls super energy. Dr. Atkins' diet appears for the first time in the current Family Circle magazine, even before publication of the book. Here's a most undiet-like way to lose weight. You eat all you want of staples such as meats, fish, salads, cheeses. There's no fatigue, but rather that extra energy. You take off a steady five pounds a week as your system switches to a low-carbohydrate intake. Once the pounds are gone, find the carbohydrate level that's best for you and maintain it. A diet worth keeping for keeps. Family Circle also has a set of easy spot exercises. Easy because you do them all sitting down. As a special bonus, there's an iron-on transfer bound right into the January Family Circle so you can make that fun King Kong t-shirt modeled on the cover. The issue is now at your supermarket checkout counter. This is Jack Sterling for Family Circle, the world's largest selling woman's magazine. What's for dinner?
6: Has an old... Of everything. What's for dinner? The family wants to know.
2: Who's got the answers? Who's got the most to show? Shop right here.
7: save you time during this busy holiday season, ShopRite is featuring quick, easy, and satisfying meals. Fresh lean ground chuck, good so many ways, just 79 cents a pound. ShopRite hamburger rolls, 10-ounce packages, three for a dollar. ShopRite king-size beef franks, another year-round favorite, 89 cents for a one-pound package. ShopRite mixers, 28-ounce bottles, five for 99. And all your holiday needs, too. Toys, trimmings, and wrappings, Shop ShopRite, the holiday place.
2: When you're out shopping, take time out for a delicious glass of 100% orange juice from Florida. This is Anita Bryant for the Florida Orange Growers. Orange juice is a refreshing, natural, midday pick-me-up. Its natural sugars are sure to give you a lot of the energy you need to get through the afternoon. Orange juice, it isn't just for breakfast anymore. Orange juice.
1: Life is filled with little surprises. All that Alicia Meriwether wanted to do was run away with Bruce Pennington. They were to meet at the railway station late last night. Well, train time came, but Bruce failed to appear. Another gentleman, however, did show up, but he was murdered. And now, a police detective is saying to Mrs. Merriweather,
4: Mrs. Meriwether, At about 10.30 last night, a man named Cleveland Rogers was shot to death at the North Side Railroad Station. Yes? A cab driver named Barney McCool was cruising about a block away. He heard the shots, but he supposed at the time that they were backfires from a car or a truck. Do you follow this? Well, uh, I... then he saw you. Me? He described you most accurately. He saw you running from the railroad station. He got into his cab, and when he heard about the murder, naturally he reported it to the police.
2: Is he sure it was me?
4: The address is recorded on his trip sheet. Is anyone else living here who resembles you? No, but... Do you deny you were at the railroad station? What were you doing there at that hour? Did you deny that you knew Mr. Rogers? I know. You don't have to talk to me, but you'll have to talk to somebody. I'd advise you to call your attorney. My attorney? Look, Mrs. Meriwether, I'm sure your husband has an attorney. Oh, uh, no. I heard of your husband. A man like him, he's got to have an attorney. No, I couldn't talk to him. All right. Let's go. Go? Where? What do you think we've been talking about? The police headquarters.
2: But I can't do that. My husband will find out.
4: I don't see how that can be avoided. But it must be avoided. It must be avoided at all costs. Mrs. Merriweather, we're dealing here with murder. But I had nothing to do with it. What were you doing at the railway station? Now, why do you refuse to answer that question? Because.
3: Because I can't.
4: If you won't say why you were at the station, we will have to conclude it's for a reason you don't want known. For instance, why was Cleveland Rogers at the station? A lonely place like that. Especially since he knew certain people may have been looking for him. Mrs. Meriwether, were you the decoy?
2: What are you saying?
4: Rogers had an eye for a good-looking woman. Were you the one used by the killers to lure him to his death? Lure him
2: to his death? This sounds like like a thing in a tabloid paper. Yeah, I'm afraid it does. You're talking to me. I am the wife of Mr. Albert Emmons Merriweather III. What would I know about gangsters, mobsters, killers?
4: I don't know what you do in your spare time.
2: This this is monstrous.
4: Yeah. Yeah, murder is. And it's not just the murder itself which is bad enough, but the company it keeps, the trail it leaves. The victim isn't the only one whose life has been destroyed. If you do not explain your presence on that platform, people will form their own conclusions. But how? And they will not be flattering to you. And what will you do if the killer claims you were in it with him? And then turn state's evidence to save his own neck? Please, please believe me.
2: I had nothing.
4: Believe me, I'd like to believe you. But you must meet me halfway. What were you doing there?
2: I... Please, leave me alone.
4: Are you protecting someone?
2: How did you know? Are you... I'm... I'm protecting someone. And I'm also protecting myself.
4: No. No, you're not protecting yourself. You're destroying yourself. Now. for there's somebody else. Were you... Were you supposed to meet someone at the station? Yeah, of course. It's the only thing that makes sense. Who? I... I'm not at liberty to tell you. Mrs. Merriweather, you must tell me. Why? Why do you have to know who he is? Because he has to corroborate your story. Oh. Yes, that's what it comes down to. Oh. You see, Mrs. Merriweather, sooner or later you'll have to tell us his name. Mr. Pennington... Do you know a Mrs. Alicia Merriweather? Uh yes. I, uh, yeah, I believe I do. Al Al Merriweather's wife. May we speak freely here? Are we alone? Yes. And my wife's out playing golf. <laughs> Demon golfer, that woman. Uh, well, what's this all about? Had you planned to leave your wife and go away with Mrs. Merriweather? <sighs> Had I planned. Look, I uh, don't understand why you should ask me such a question. Because I want an answer. This is one of the police concerned in such personal matters, huh? We're always involved in personal matters where murder is concerned. Murder? According to Mrs. Meriwether, you and she had planned to run away together to meet at the North Side Station, and catch the ten thirty train to New York. While she was waiting, there was another man on the platform, and he was shot to death. Huh? Oh, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. I uh, read about it in the morning paper. Had you planned to meet Mrs. Merriweather at the station? Well, I still don't see why the law would ask such a question. If the two of you had not planned to meet there, Mrs. Merriweather could be in trouble. Trouble? Considerable trouble. Because how could she account for her presence at the station? Oh. Huh. You still haven't answered my question. Uh, uh, your uh, your question? Had you and Mrs. Meriwether planned to meet at the station last night? Why, well, no, of course not. She says you did. Does she? Yes. How do you account for it? Well, I I can't account for it. Well, on the other hand, maybe I can. Is that so? How? She, uh, well, you know, she, she always had kind of a crush on me, and... Well, she's a very romantic woman, and so... Perhaps she lit herself a mad. Let me get this straight here. What you're saying is you made no arrangements to meet Mrs. Merriweather at the railway station last night. Well, of course not. Oh, well, this is the first I've ever heard of it.
2: But it's true. It's true.
4: I'm sorry, Mrs. Merriweather. We'll see about that. Mrs. Merriweather.
2: We. we agreed to meet. Something happened. He must have been ill.
4: I bet his wife answered.
2: He's ill. That's why he couldn't meet me. He's ill.
4: Well, he appeared in pretty good shape to me. But we... We decided... I wouldn't call again if I were you. The way it looks, he's not going to answer that phone for a long time. Oh, you don't understand. We, we're we in love. Mm-hmm. I understand this. You're holding the bag. Okay, I believe you. Sure. You did decide to run away together. You did decide to meet last night at the train station. But I spoke to him just before. And he had the look of a guy who changed his mind.
2: Don't say that.
4: He said it to me.
2: He told you he changed his mind?
4: His manner told me. The tone in his voice told me. It's her money, isn't it?
2: How... How did you know?
4: These things show. I caught a glimpse of her as I was leaving. Big, horse-faced dame. Not at all pretty like you. No style. I could see where a guy could get fed up with her. But at the last split second... He remembers why he married her in the first place. The money.
2: But he loves me.
4: Oh, I'm sure. But he loves the money more. Meanwhile, you're in a jam. You can't account for your being at the railroad station. I told you. It was to meet Bruce. I know you told me.
2: You believe me, don't you?
4: I believe you. As a man. But I won't help you. Why not? Because he's going to deny that story.
2: How can he? I'll, I'll face him. I'll...
4: He has to. If he admits it, she'll throw him out in his ear. So it doesn't look good, huh? You better sit down, Mrs. Merriweather. Lieutenant, I'm frightened. My husband
2: is going to find out.
4: I'm sorry. What
2: was a madness. I see now. It was a temporary madness. The whole thing with Bruce. But he came to his senses before I did, that's all. And now I'm going to be disgraced before the entire world. I'm going to be disgraced. I'll be ruined.
4: Now, look, I'll try to help you as much as I
2: can. Nobody can help me. I got into this myself. I'll have to get out of it myself. My problem is I'm getting panicky. I have to be calm. I have to think this thing through logically. And arrive it. Arrive Yes. Yes, I've got it. I'll deny everything.
4: What will you deny?
2: I'll start right here, right now. And I'll deny everything I ever said to you. And so, therefore, if you have come here to talk to me, you're wasting your time and mine. I was not at the railway station. Oh,
4: come on now, Mrs. Meriwether. We have this cab driver. Yes. And he has his trip ticket. You've already told me about him.
2: What else have you got?
4: What else do we need? He says he picked me up a block from the railway station. Less than a block. And you're in a highly agitated state. Was I? That's what he says.
2: You realize it's his word against mine. Oh,
4: now, Mrs. Merriweather. He can say
2: whatever he pleases. I'll deny it.
4: I see. Well, explain why he should falsely identify you.
2: I haven't the faintest idea.
4: It isn't my problem. But what reason could he possibly have?
2: Well, let me see. Suppose I put it this way. At one time, I had refused him my, uh, favors. And he wants his revenge. Mrs. Merriweather, please, make sense. He identifies me, does he? I'll identify him. Let him dare to open his mouth. I'll point to him in that courtroom. I'll recognize him as a cab driver who picked me up some time ago and made me an indecent proposition. I laughed at him. That's the worst thing you can do to a man.
4: Now, look, you know and I know you were at the station last night. I know nothing of the sort. But you
2: admitted it to me. You can't prove it. I'll deny everything. I'll insist this is all some evil plot designed to destroy me and my husband. Remember, all you have is that unsupported word of a cab driver. I see. His word against mine. And now, sir, I bid you good morning. Unless, of course, you intend for me to accompany you to police headquarters. In which case, you will have to take me there by force. Uh, look, this isn't your
4: style. You're basically a very nice lady who's been caught up in an indiscretion. I must ask you to leave. first, I must tell you a story. I'm not interested. It's very brief. A playboy named Cleveland Rogers runs up a very large gambling debt with an underworld organization. I've heard that before. And they decide, for a number of reasons, to kill him. You've already told me. And they do kill him. Last night. At the station. You are a witness. You can't prove I was there. Right. I can't. The law can't. But the law is not your problem. Your problem is with the killers of Cleveland Rogers. They know you were there. They know there's a witness. And they know they have
2: to kill you. And I know when somebody's trying to scare me. Let me put it to you this way.
4: We found you. Now... Can you be sure that the killers won't be able to find you?
2: How can they find me? They didn't even see me. From a distance, maybe. But they don't know what I look like. And furthermore... Yes? Oh, my good
4: Lord. Hey, hey, Mrs. Murray, what's wrong? Do you want a glass of water?
2: My... My suitcase. Your suitcase? I had, I had brought a suitcase. And when I ran away, I didn't think... I was so scared. I forgot I had it. I left it right there on the platform, outside the telephone booth.
4: We didn't find a suitcase on the platform.
2: Then they have it. The ones who killed Mr. Rogers. They have it. And it has things in it. With with my name and address. <laughs> She doesn't do things
1: by halves, does she? And when her plans go awry, they go all the way, don't they? Poor Alicia Merriweather. All she wanted was some love, some romance, a dashing husband instead of a dull one. Is that so terrible? Who are we to judge? Well, let's see how things develop in Act Three. It is a magic moment. You are at your Buick dealers about to drive home in your brand new Buick LeSaver. It's lean and trim, classic lines. It looks quite unlike any full-size Buick you can remember. You get in. A heady new car smell surrounds you. Your LeSaver feels the way it looks, tight.
8: You turn the wheel a little. No wasted motion in this car. Big brushed metallic gauges look back at you. That V6 engine is doing great. You rub your hand on the seat.
1: Six people could be really comfortable in here. You swing into your driveway. Your wife, the kids, the dog, everyone but the parakeet descends on the car and gets in. Off you go to nowhere in particular. Life and your new saber are great.
8: Maybe the dog shouldn't sit on the seats. but very giftless You know what's really going to make the holidays merry this year? Merry free gifts and high-interest savings accounts are the new place in town, Franklin Society Federal Savings and Loan. We're celebrating the grand opening of our two new branches in Brooklyn and Staten Island by giving depositors their choice of 63 great free gifts with a deposit of $250 or more and savings plans that offer the highest interest allowed by law. So you can save money two ways. Ho, ho, that sounds like the happiest holiday ever. It will be for anybody who opens a new account and selects a free gift. It could save me a lot of work this year. Sure could. Santa. So stop by today and open your high interest Franklin Society Savings Account. The association that's been helping people save since 1888. Merry Giftmas Santa.
4: Yes, Merry Giftmas to you. 1888. Ah, that was a great year. I remember the snow.
8: Our new convenient offices are located in Brooklyn at 8515 Bay Parkway near 86th Street and on Staten Island at 2375 Richmond Avenue in the Heartland Village Shopping Center. Insured by FSLIC.
3: You know all about diamonds when you know about sales. Sales is the diamond store. You don't buy diamonds every day, so let sales show you the way. Because we know what you're looking for. We're the number one jewelers the whole world round. But we're people you know, your hometown diamond store. We know diamonds and you know us. Sales is the diamond store. We're people that you know with the name that you trust. Sales, sales is the diamond store. We know diamonds and you know us. Sales is the diamond store.
1: I suppose you can blame it all on love. The fact is, everybody wants love. The problem is, some people look for it after they're married. Mrs. Alicia Merriweather, bored with an unexciting husband, thought she could do better by running away
2: with someone else.
1: With results that uh, you are already aware of.
2: He knows who I am. That man knows who I am. Which man? The man who killed Mr. Rogers. Then you saw the killer. I heard the shot. I looked down toward the other end of the station. He was running towards us. A short, stocky man. A short... He didn't know Mr. Rogers had a gun. Mr. Rogers let him get close, and then he fired. He missed, and the man ducked behind a post. But I saw his face. His face. It was such an evil
4: face. No. What do you mean, evil?
2: You look at that face, and you saw evil. You felt evil. You knew there was evil. But
4: what did it look like?
2: It was... He had a round, small eyes, thin lips A horrible scar across his cheek A scar? For a moment, a terrible thought flashed through my mind I was committing evil in leaving my husband And now he was being punished
4: Yeah, it figures Honeycomb Sweet
2: I thought he had come to punish me
4: Donald Sweet, known as Honeycomb Some name for a hitman, huh?
2: Lieutenant, why should he want to kill me?
4: She's a witness to a murder. His murder.
2: Who... Who says I'm going to testify? I mean, is there some way I can assure him he's safe as far as I'm concerned? Is there...
4: Now, look, Mrs. Merriweather, you're becoming hysterical.
2: Certainly, and with good reason. Could I place an ad in the paper to the gentleman who committed murder on the night of April 11th on the north side station platform. I will not testify against you. Sign, the witness. Uh, Let
4: me get you a glass of
2: water. I can't become involved. I can't. Now,
4: please, get control of yourself. It's all
2: over for me. All over. If this evil man doesn't kill me, Albert will divorce me. The story will come out. It will, won't it? Well, some of it, yeah. And I deserve it. Why? Why did I ever... What did I ever see in Bruce Pennington...
4: Calm yourself, please. weakling, a coward, a foolish insipid. He didn't mean a word of what he said to me. In the last minute, his true nature... Mrs. Merriweather, you must try to think
2: rationally. What do you suppose I'm doing? Yes. Albert, calm, patient, kindly. Oh, Albert. Now that it's too late, I realize how much I love you.
4: But Mrs. Merriweather, about the murder. Do you
2: realize I... I've ruined my life? Completely? Albert was... Quiet so much of the time. But that's because he was thoughtful. Bruce talked all the time. And I see now it was the chatter of a parrot. Your
4: life is in danger. Doesn't
2: matter. What am I going to live for?
4: Mrs. Merriweather, we have to go downtown. Why? You're not safe here. We'll have to place you under protective custody.
2: Does this mean I'm under arrest?
4: It means we're going to protect you. And...
2: Of course, everyone will know.
4: We'll try to keep it as quiet as we can. I guess your husband will have to know.
2: That's everybody.
4: This can't be helped.
2: Suppose I refuse to go with you.
4: If you agree to drive downtown with me in my car, we can do it quietly. On the other hand, if you want to make an issue of it, you're asking for publicity.
2: I have one hope. One slim, forlorn hope. And that is that this is a dream. A nightmare and I'll wake up. I'm sorry. I'm ready. Shall we go? Will, will there be
4: reporters? No, no, not yet. Not yet? You'll be booked quietly. Booked? You see, you're a material witness. But I'll be under arrest. No, not exactly. It's all kind of a gray area. But my connection with this, it will come out. Uh, yes, if we go to trial. Of course, Mr. Merriweather will have to know. Yes. I can tell by that, yes, that you're frightened.
2: How unbelievably perceptive you are Lieutenant!
4: Tell him everything. Confess. Are you mad? No, no. If you love him and he loves you, then the truth will only make that love stronger.
2: Where did you read that, Lieutenant?
4: I happen to believe it. Oh. Uh, Lieutenant,
2: could you stop here for a moment? In front of that drugstore?
4: Well, I... There are a few
2: things I have to pick up.
4: Uh, All right.
2: I won't be a minute. Do you have a a telephone booth? Oh, (laughs) I see it. Hello? Hello, Bruce. Don't hang up. Alicia. You're alone?
3: Uh,
4: yes.
2: You're not as alone as I am.
4: Uh, Alicia, I, I, I'm sorry. The truth is, I, I'm, just, I'm just not worthy of you. That's true. I, I didn't have the courage to go through with it.
2: I'm in trouble, Bruce. I know. My life is in danger.
4: Uh, Alicia, uh, if there's anything I can do, I mean, in, in a quiet, discreet
3: way...
2: I just called to say goodbye. Goodbye? It's enough that I destroyed my own life. I won't ruin Albert. Where are you going? Oh, I'm supposed to go to police headquarters.
3: Well, uh, you'll be safe
4: there. Instead,
2: I'll I'll just sneak out of here the back way. But but, but where will you go? As far as my money takes me. And hope that no one ever finds me. Goodbye, Bruce. Uh, 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 Alicia. Yes? Good good luck. Thank you. Uh, Do you have a rear entrance? Oh, uh, never mind. I see it. Taxi, are you free? Oh, excuse me. I, I didn't know you had a fare. Insist, not sister? It's, it's you. Don't make a
3: sound. Or I'll cool you off right here. But get in and sit down. The
2: man, on the platform.
3: Let's go, Curly.
2: You, you're the man who. who...
3: That's right. I'm the man who. I'm always the man who...
2: Where are you taking me?
3: You hear that, Curly? She wants to know where I'm taking her.
2: What are you going to do with me?
3: That's one of those things.
2: One of which things? Why do you use euphemisms? I beg your pardon. Why did not you come out and say what you mean? Why don't you admit you're going to kill me?
3: Most people, you know, they don't like to hear the real words. Well,
2: why do you want to kill me?
3: I don't want to kill you. I have to kill you. Why? You know why.
2: Because I can identify you as the
3: murderer of Cleveland Rogers. I tell you, Curly, this is a dame that lays it right in there.
2: Suppose I promise you I won't do that. Yeah? Yes. What do you think I was doing on that platform last night?
3: I never gave it a thought.
2: I was running away from my husband. With Rogers? No. But the man didn't show up. He's a chump. Then you came along and killed Mr. Rogers. If I identify you, then I'll have to answer a certain question.
3: Namely, what were you doing on the
2: station that hour of the night?
3: Exactly And
2: it would be better for me if that question never came up I'm married to a very conservative man
3: I see the diagram
2: So, I will give you my word that I will never testify against you And that should solve the problem Yeah,
3: it should But it won't
2: It won't? Why not? In the
3: first place, if I knock you off I know you'll never testify against me And I only bet on sure things
2: But it's against my own interest to identify you I would never endanger my marriage I know you say I mean it
3: You think you mean it But you can't beat the way you were raised Which was straight Sooner or later your conscience is going to start to bother you You're going to have to do the right thing you can't fight the way you're made. And you're going to suffer plenty, too. So, look, believe me. What I'm going to do, it's going to be the best for the both of us. Hey, Curly. It's a cop's car in back of us. Step on it. Hey, he's gaining on us. Let me bust out the rear window. See if I can stop him. I'll not that jump off the road. They can't shoot back at us, they'll be scared. The dame. Ah. That made him think twice. I'll back him with the next shot. Hey, 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 let go. No. Let go of me, you crazy. No. Dame. let go of my arm. I'll kill you. you kill me anyhow. I'll kill you now. Try it. You crazy.
2: Dame. You. Behind the wheel. You, Curry. I've got this gun pointed at your head. And I think you better slow down. That's it. Now pull over. Go on. Pull over to the side. Mrs. Marwether, you okay? Yeah. Please, take this gun. I think I'm going to
3: faint.
4: It was self-defense, so you're in the clear.
2: But, uh, will I get my name in the papers?
4: Well, we decided for your own safety to keep you out of it. The papers will say he was killed in a high-speed chase. Oh. So, Mrs. Meriwether, I think you're out of it.
2: Thank you, Lieutenant. Thank you for everything. You never did tell me how you happened to come along at the right time.
4: (laughs) There was nothing to it. I watched you come out of the phone booth and head for the rear exit. I drove around the block just as the cab was pulling away from the curb.
2: Oh, I, um... I guess this is goodbye.
4: Yes,
3: Goodbye, Mrs. Meriwether. Alicia, my dear.
2: Albert, you're back. Yes,
3: yes, I've had enough of the convention.
2: Oh, Albert, may I present um, uh, Lieutenant Berger?
3: Of the uh, police? Uh,
4: yes, yes, I, uh, I'm selling tickets for the police department dance. Oh,
3: well, let's buy some by all means.
4: I already have. Oh, thank you so much. And good night. No, don't bother. I can let myself out.
3: <laughs> you know, uh... When I heard he was a police officer, for a moment I was afraid something might have happened.
2: Why, Albert, darling, what could possibly happen?
3: (laughs) Tell me, how did you spend your time tonight, eh?
2: Oh, it was just another quiet evening at home.
1: Has Alicia learned her lesson? I don't know. Does anyone ever really learn a lesson? You think she'll be happy with Albert now? Or will she have her head turned by the next handsome guy who happens along? Another thought. Albert. Was he really at a convention? Who can tell? All I know is I'll be back before you have a chance to miss me. The table looks wonderful, sweetheart.
2: Oh, thank you, darling.
1: Reverend Berkey will just love oh, it. Oh, thank you, darling. The dishes, the sil- Wait a minute, what's
3: this?
2: New Minute Maid 100% pure lemon juice. Uh, why? Are... Because they use only fresh lemons. Uh-huh.
3: Why? Are... Because
2: we're having lobster, and lobster needs lemon. No, no, why? Oh, because the leading lemon juice is reconstituted. It has chemical preservatives. Oh. Minute Maid lemon juice is pure lemon juice, and it's frozen for freshness. Oh. Here, just taste Minute Maid. No, I don't have to. Oh, come on, you can taste the difference.
1: Oh, boy. Tastes
2: like Ah, Sure, it tastes like lemon. Minute Maid has the juice of six fresh lemons in Plastic
1: squeeze bottle. Uh, d- 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 what? Oh, at the door.
2: Oh, I'll let him in. <laughs> oh, Reverend Berkey. Good evening,
7: good evening. Hell,
2: here's Reverend
7: Burkey. Why is your husband talking like that? Uh, he
2: was tasting new Minute made one hundred percent pure lemon juice. He's
5: been at the cooking, Sherry, Ann. No, yes, Reverend Lemon oh, <laughs> yeah. Made. New Minute made one hundred percent pure lemon juice in your grocer's freezer case. It's got a fresh taste. People really notice.
8: Here's a free minute from Pippin, Broadway's musical comedy sensation, directed by Bob Fossey.
7: If you're disappointed with the quality and flavor of most pre-cooked convenience foods, here's the selection that's always satisfying and delicious. Crackers and Atalanta brands of Polish ham. They're as good to eat as they're convenient to serve. And on especially those busy holidays when you have a hungry family or guests to feed, convenience means so much. Whether you warm Polish hams in the oven or slice and serve them straight from the can, you're always assured of tasty, tender, boneless, fat-free meat. And since Polish hams have absolutely no waste and they're also economical, with crackers and Atalanta brands of Polish hams, you're serving the highest quality meat you can buy. For freshness, convenience, and economy, you couldn't make a better choice. If you have a busy schedule but insist on serving the best, choose Polish hams. Ask for them at your favorite butcher or look for them in the markets in your area. Crackers and Atalanta brands have hams have been imported for more than 25 years by New York Commodities Corporation, New York. Available at all ShopRite supermarkets.
1: moral to our story and that is it may be good to be born intelligent but it's better to be born lucky. Good looks will probably take a lady further than mere virtue. Consider most of the ladies who have made it in this world. As a rule were they homely and virtuous or lucky and beautiful? Well Homely or handsome, intelligent, virtuous, or fortunate, or whatever, you are all welcome to assemble with us here. Our cast included Tammy Grimes, Robert Dryden, Leon Janney, and Earl Hammond. production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
7: WOR Mystery Theater was also brought to you in part by Shoprite Supermarkets, where you get a lot more for a little less. The preceding program was furnished by CBS Radio. From the WOR Community Calendar, the new group theater presents its season's greeting Christmas show tomorrow at 2 p.m. in the Cole Auditorium of the Public Library in Greenwich, Connecticut. Half the proceeds will be donated to the WOR Children's Christmas Fund. Stay tuned now for the latest news with John Sc- Wingate reporting. It's the news at eight coming up next on WOR New York, the talk of New York.
6: One dead, three hurt in mid-Manhattan fire. Secretary Simon kills tax move that would have affected sales clerks. And tonight, of course, the nightly financial review. It's 35 degrees, 2 Celsius in mostly cloudy mid-Manhattan. Hi, John Wingate with the 8 o'clock report from WOR News, featuring the nightly financial review. One person was killed and three were injured in a fire that roared through a single unit of a midtown apartment house today. The spokesman a spokesman for the fire department said the fire broke out in a third-floor apartment of the nine-story apartment house at 150 West 55th Street. One person whose name was withheld pending notification of relatives was dead on arrival at Roosevelt Hospital, so say police. Another person was taken to New York Hospital and two were taken to St. Clair's Hospital. Their conditions were not immediately known, according to hospital spokesmen. The fire department spokesman said the fire did heavy damage to the third floor apartment before it was declared under control one and one half hours later. Former Republican Congressman James Hastings of New York was convicted by a federal court jury of mail fraud and filing false payroll documents with the House in a congressional kickback scheme. The jury of eight women and four men returned their verdict to U.S. District Judge June Green after more than four hours of deliberation. Hastings was found guilty on 28 of 35 counts of the indictment, including 20 for mail fraud and eight for filing the false payroll information. As that verdict was read, Hastings stood without expression in back of the defense table looking at the jury. Under the conviction, the former congressman faces up to five years imprisonment and $1,000 fines on each of the mail fraud charges and five years imprisonment and $10,000 fines on each of the false document convictions. Sources in Washington say Treasury Secretary William Simon has killed a government move to collect taxes on fringe benefits provided to employees in various fields. Now, these fringe benefits, such as free travel for airline workers and discounts for sales clerks, represent about $100 million in potential taxes. But the reported government move generated massive protests from employees who receive such benefits. Simon had announced that Treasury withdrew a plan to exempt from taxation only those benefits which cost an employer nothing and which are available to all employees. But the sources say Simon privately killed about a dozen planned revenue rulings which would have required certain people to pay taxes on benefits that are now tax-free. WOR 710 News Time. Precisely. Three minutes past 8 o'clock. Coming up, Supreme Court Decision.
4: You know all about diamonds when you know about Zales. Zales is the diamond store. Capture a lifetime of beautiful memories in the ring of life from Zales, the diamond store. The Ring of Life is an exceptional gift for a mother or grandmother. Each sparkling stone represents an inseparable part of her, the birth of each of her children. Zales offers you the Ring of Life from 2488 and eight convenient ways to buy it. Perhaps no other gift besides your love will ever mean so much. Zales,
3: Zales is the diamond store. We know diamonds and you know we people that you know with the name that you trust. Zales, Zales is the store.
6: The Spanish government has refused demands by the kidnappers of a top official to free all of Spain's political prisoners. Antonio Maria de Oriol, an advisor to King Juan Carlos, was abducted six days ago by Maoist guerrillas. The announcement came at the same time as a deadline set by the kidnappers... who threatened to kill the 63-year-old industrialist unless their demands were met. U.S. Supreme Court has rejected a request by lawyers for the mother of convicted killer Gary Gilmore... to reconsider its lifting of his day of execution. The court rejected the request without comment. The 36-year-old Gilmore is recovering in Salt Lake City Hospital from a second suicide attempt. Senate Ethics Committee member Edward Brooks says he'll press for changes to strengthen the panel and impose a stricter code of ethics on the Senate. The Massachusetts Republican says the American people have lost confidence in Congress because of its apparent inability to weed out unethical members. President-elect Jimmy Carter thanked Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates for breaking with the Arab oil cartel to hold a price increase at 5%. President Ford sharply criticized the other 11 members of the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries for what he called irresponsibility. In their price boost of 10%. Meantime, economists say the split-level price hike will force gasoline and heating oil prices in the U.S. upward by one to two cents a gallon. Coming up today on Wall Street. W.O.R. 710 News Time is coming up on six minutes past eight o'clock. The Nassau County Health spokesman says there are four confirmed cases of Guillain-Barré syndrome in the county, but none of the victims received swine flu shots. Federal health authorities yesterday ordered an indefinite suspension of the swine flu inoculation program after receiving reports from throughout the nation of incidents of the little understood disease, that's the Guillain-Barré syndrome, including across the nation four deaths. Dr. Theodore Cooper, head of the federal swine flu program, says other immunization programs are not in any way affected by the swine flu
1: halt. I want to reassure everybody that the decision I made yesterday is specific to this program. There is no reason to uh, interpret that any immunization program at this point of the usual kind that we have on measles, polio, uh, diphtheria, tetanus, uh, whooping cough, uh, should be in any way uh, interrupted. That's
6: Dr. Theodore Cooper, head of the federal swine flu inoculation program. President-elect Jimmy Carter has met with Idaho Governor Cecil Andrus amid indications Carter will pick Andrus for Secretary of the Interior. He is expected to make the announcement tomorrow. The Massachusetts Supreme Court has overturned the 1975 manslaughter conviction of Dr. Kenneth Edlin in the death of a fetus during a legal abortion in a Boston hospital. Transportation Secretary William Coleman has given the go-ahead for the construction of the nation's first offshore superports to be located off the coasts of Louisiana and Texas. Federal officials say five days of talks between the U.S. and Japan over fishing regulations within the new U.S. 200-mile limit have made some progress, but differences still remain. The talk's ended today. The Reverend Jesse Jackson says Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld has agreed to investigate possible links between Ku Klux Klan members in the Marine Corps and right-wing paramilitary groups. Ebenezer Scrooge, a former miser who eventually displayed warmth for the needy, will keep the Christmas seat in Congress for another year. Scrooge defeated challenger Santa Claus in the Congressional Staff Club's sixth annual race for the make-believe seat. At a dollar a vote... Contest is expected, with Ebenezer Scrooge as winner, to yield $1,600 for needy children. Weather for the weekend is coming up. WOR 710 news time. Now 12 minutes past 8 o'clock. And now a Christmas story from the folks at Flemington Fur. Once upon a time, there was a lovely princess who looked forward each year to Christmas. When one of the handsome princes who sought her hand would give her a gift. One Christmas, a very practical prince gave her a microwave muffin warmer with a stereo tape deck. Somewhat useful. Very expensive. But not what a princess dreams of. The next Christmas, a very observant prince saw that all the fine ladies were wearing jewelry made from unicorn horns. So he gave the princess a royal ransom of unicorn jewelry. Lovely. Frightfully expensive. Oh, me, expensive. But the princess didn't really want to look like all the other ladies. Then a devoted prince who knew his princess was a special lady, deserving of a very special gift. So left... Oh, he just went out and selected by himself a magnificent mink coat from the Flemington Fur Company. The fur was superb, the style extraordinary, and the price was right. That Christmas, the princess at last received the gift she has longed for, her own exquisite Flemington fur. And they lived happily ever after. The Flemington Fur Company in Flemington, New Jersey, is open Sunday... And every day until 6 p.m. Flemington furs. And the weather watch update for New York City and vicinity. Cloudy, windy, and cold tonight with the chance of an occasional snowflake. Low in the upper 20s. Sunny, breezy, and seasonably cold tomorrow with a high in the low 40s. Clear and cold tomorrow night. Low in the low 30s. Mostly sunny and milder on Sunday with a high in the upper 40s. The chance of that snowflake is 30% tonight. 10% 10% tomorrow and tomorrow night. Winds northwest increasing to 15 to 20 miles an hour with stronger gusts tonight into tomorrow morning. Diminishing to 10 to 15 miles an hour tomorrow afternoon. Mostly cloudy now in midtown Manhattan. It's 35 degrees, that's 2 Celsius. Humidity 70%. Wind northwest at 16, gusting to 27 miles an hour. Barometer 29.60, and that barometer is rising. The top for the news at 8. One person killed, three injured, in fire that roars through midtown Manhattan apartment house on West 55th Street. No identifications yet. Say Treasury Secretary Simon kills government move to collect taxes on fringe benefits given workers in certain fields, such as free travel for airline workers and discounts for sales clerks. And that's the 8 o'clock news. John Wingate reporting. Next news, as always on this station, the moment it happens, when it happens, we get there. Next scheduled news, I'll be back at 9 o'clock tonight. And coming up now on Radio 710, you got Barry Farber.